Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes. They're no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups that we see companies making. And the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is maximizing your slow season. And in this episode, you'll learn how to nail down your mission and vision statement. From Dana Cadwell, owner of C&D Events. She coaches with her sister with Hustle and Gather, and they are both the co-owner of a venue called The Bradford. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. Welcome to the shit show. Episode 33 of The Wedding Sassels. Oh, God, how did we get to 33? That went very fast. I don't know. We're almost caught up to my age. (laughs) Uh, It must be nice. I'm definitely older than that. Like, definitely older than that. Well, Dana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. And I love the name of your podcast, by the way. I think it's perfect. You know, when we were talking about it and trying to figure it out, we both like to say whatever words we want to say. So we wanted to make sure people would know in advance (laughs) what they might hear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) setting appropriate expectations I love it yes exactly exactly so we're super excited for our interview episode a warm sassle welcome to Dana we um, have connected through the years we have a lot of people in common but really got to spend quality time together at the NACE conferences NACE Evolved NACE Experience you know Mm -hmm. it's the best part of some of those national associations so true I feel like it it, it's where you drink the Kool-Aid is where I I say like I was kind of like a just like a normal NACE member and uh-huh. I was like I don't know voluntold to get on the board and then they're like do you want to go to Evolve and then after Evolve I was like I'm going to every single conference from here on out <laughs> you just met so many different people across the whole nation which I think is the coolest part yeah I think that it makes um you know it makes it nice to be able to like you said meet with people across the country and realize too that I don't know everybody's got the same struggles yeah so much camaraderie, 100%. <laughs> Which is nice. It is. Well, today we we are going to do a switch up with the format because we're not doing a regular episode. So we are going to do a different type of format. We're going to interview Miss Dana and get some nuggets out of her to share. And we want to get as many tips and tricks in this very limited time. So let's just jump right into it. Yeah, well, Dana, at the most recent NACE Evolve conference that we went to, your topic was something that I was very excited by because it was every time I hear mission and vision statements, I like roll my eyes as a business owner. And I'm like, I probably should have done that before we started this six years ago. And I think you did such an epic job of making it manageable. So I'm excited to kind of like walk through it with you today. But why do you think that mission and vision statements are so important? That is such a loaded question. I will keep this brief because I could probably okay. talk for hours about it. Um, but I I was totally like you as well. I just didn't understand why. And it wasn't until I was at this um, this meeting with um, Charles Anderson. He's like this world-renowned like hospitality expert. And he was talking about how important it is to understand what it is that you value in your service. So he really made me think, like it started with, okay, what is your service statement? Now a service statement, like what is a service statement? What does that even mean? Like, why do I have to have that? And um, he really broke it down to, to a way that was really made you, it was really convicting in a lot of ways because a lot of times, especially as business owners, we say, hey, this is what I value. This is what I believe. This is how I want to, this is why I'm different in the market. All of us are at our company because like, I can do this better, right? And this is how, and this is why. And it gets down to us servicing our clients and we slip into uh, really a, that we never really 
intended to have in the first place, right? And so it started with that. And I was like, hey, like a service statement, that's great. But then am I running my company in the way that I intended to run my company? Is this, do my values align with like the, what we're putting out there? And I realized this is basically creating a mission statement. And I think before that a mission statement was like, oh, this is my mission. And like, no, 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 mission. It's not actually like I'm on a mission to do these things. <laughs> Agreed. So, um, so I think what, I realized, and I think where the misconception is for a mission statement, and I've all, I joke, I was like, oh, it's for nonprofits and schools and hospitals, because you see it and like it's on the walls, you know, and I realized it's not really about a mission. It's just how do you want to carve out your corner of the market? Like, what is it that you want to accomplish um, in your industry specifically? And it's so unique to each and every individual business, right? Um, then I always joke that your vision for your company is kind of like what it is that you value. Your mission is what it is that sets you apart. And that this is like your own unique journey and nobody's journey looks the same and nobody's journey is going to be identical to yours. And it's hard in this, in this world being in the information age that we're consistently and constantly comparing ourselves to every other business. And the thing yeah. is, is you can't. Because it's so unique to who you are, right? All of us got in this industry for a very specific reason. And it's about what it is that you're trying to accomplish, like who you are, right? So I don't know. I think it just, I became a convert. I drank the Kool-Aid there, I guess you could say. Love and, it. Yeah. But I was think it purple, that Was it purple grape? Uh, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> the best one, obviously. Oh, damn. I'm a red cherry girl. I'm a red cherry girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you're right. I do think that, you know, if you sat down at the point at which you're doing like, you know, a business plan or things like that, and really tried to hammer out the mission and vision, I think it's something that evolves and changes. And of course, like, I still go back and look at our business plan for wedding venue map and some of the things 100% apply and other things I just giggle when I read it was like, oh, wasn't that a pipe dream? Like, No freaking chance um, looking at it. But I think that, you know, no matter what stage you're in, whether you're your first year in or seven and eight years in, I think that having that roadmap Hmm. of and using the mission and vision from what I'm hearing you say can really help guide some of that and, you know, have you something that you can recenter and focus back on. Yeah. And I think there's, I mean, there's so many benefits to it, but to me, the biggest thing, and we're, we're really kind of, I think it was kind of very kismet when I went to this um, meeting and, this came out was that we were in a state of despair. I mean, the truth is, is that we were so lost. Like I just felt like I was wandering aimlessly down the road and I was like, what do we do? Like it business was great. I mean, we had so much business. And so you're at this point of, okay, do I scale? Do I scale? Do I like, you know, scale back? Do I grow? How do I do that? I don't want to be doing 30 weddings a year. Like I was, I'm a parent, I have two kids. I wanted to be home more. And, but I could see like all this business left on the table and, yeah. you know, it was so frustrating. And I just remember thinking like, I don't even know like where we're going, like, what, like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing with our lives? Like ultimately, and being able to put pen to paper to say like, okay, this is the product that I have. This is the client I want. This is what, why we're so unique. This is why we are so strong. And this is ultimately where I want our, like where I want to be in 10 years or where I want to be in 15 years. I was able to craft that message and it really helped me determine what my next step was. And my next step was, is I needed to hire managers. I need to hire buffers. I need to hire people between me and our next people so that I could take a step back and run my business in a way that is successful. Because you know, when you're in your business, 
You can't run your business and be in your business. You cannot do it. You absolutely cannot do it. No matter how great of a multitasker you are, you cannot. And I needed to take a step back and run my business and get out of it. And the only way to do that was to say, okay, well, how am I going to teach this next person? How am I going to train this next person? How am I going to make sure that this person who's wearing my name is going to go out and do the same thing with the same fidelity and the same ability that I have? And I had to make sure that their values lined with my values. So then I'd say, well, what the fuck are my values? Like, what are they? Right? Yeah, and I think that's where sometimes like when I've started to research, because, you know, slow seasons come around and you start to research and say, I'm going to work on this. And it starts to get like, well, there's like core values and mission Mm -hmm. and vision. And it gets a little bit overwhelming of all the like, it's like, where do you really start? Vanessa, do you feel that way? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're nine years in and I still don't have these things written down. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I'm pretty but, good with vision boards. I I, I got sure. some ideas yeah. of where I, I want to go. It's, it's also like when you think about it, it gets very overwhelming if you've never done it and you've already been in business for a certain amount of time. You're just like, well, I've never done it before. And now I'm just like in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know where to begin anymore. So yeah. It didn't, it, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that is a very valid and a very real feeling. And I think that it seems super overwhelming. It's like that one task, you know, that you've put off for three weeks and we finally do it. You're like, that took me 10 freaking minutes. Like why yeah, didn't I just do it three weeks ago? This is what this is. And especially when you're talking about your vision and what I suggest to people is you break it down into four aspirations. What are the four things that you aspire to be? And so, and give you an example, like for our venue, we aspire to be a supporter of our local community, which means that we support our school next to us. We help raise funds for them. We help raise school supplies. That is my aspiration. Like I want to be known as a community supporter, hundred percent. We live in a very rural area, very low income households around us. I threw this very expensive venue there. I want to do something good with it. Right? Like that's my aspiration. Um, We aspire to be a destination place because of our location. We're not downtown. So we have to be a destination place. So how can we make that a destination place? People from all over to get married there. We aspire that like we are known for hospitality in our industry. Like that, when you think of the Bradford, you think of hospitality. That's 100%. Like if you say any other word, I don't care. Like I I want you to, uh, to feel like when you came in that we cared about you from vendors to clients to guests, like hospitality, 100%. And then we want to be the most sought after venue. We want to be number one. I mean, that's fair, right? Like, yeah, don't we all want to be number one? Like that's our aspirations. And those are four of our values right there, right? We want to be amazing at what we do. We want to be warm and welcoming to everybody. We want to be a supporter of our community. And we want um, people from all over. We want to have diversity, right? Right there, four aspirations. And I think if you think about your business, you can think of four aspirations for sure. And then you can extrapolate, okay, what it is that I value based on those four aspirations. So for our vision, we're breaking it down into four aspirations. That's how we're going to get our vision statement. Yep. Mm, I like it. I'm Mm -hmm. taking notes. (laughs) Vanessa, what's one of your aspirations? When you think of desserts, you just think of Miss B's. I think I'm doing pretty good on that. I think you're doing pretty good. I mean, there's definitely still some people who don't know you. Let's take it down a notch. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
Whoa. Keeping Whoa. it real over here. Love you. Love you the most. <laughs> no, but I think um, in previous episodes, Zaina, we talked about that when I first met Vanessa and she's like, you know, how do you grow fast? And how do you, and I like jokingly was like, you become the whore of the industry. When the yeah. word, the word, any sponsored event, anywhere you can be and you just shove your desserts in their face. Like you just bacon, 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 make everybody eat your things. And it really helped her to grow quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I like and that. when you're when you're in all the places and your competition can't be in those places because you've already sponsored that event, people don't see them and just assume that you're the only person that does it anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. I would say that one of um, my aspirations for wedding venue map would really be the first place that Central Florida couples look for their venue. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not that right now. I know that a ton of couples use us, but you know, it's positioning to be the very first stop for them when they're in our local market. So yeah. I think that's a good one. It's a good one. And the thing to remember about those aspirations is that really builds out your strategic plan. It builds out what's your strategy, what's your objectives, what's your tactics. Um, and we have like, not to do a shameless plug, but we have a strategic workbook in yeah. our course um, that breaks down all of this stuff and helps. And it asks lots of like really intense questions, make you start thinking about some things like, how do you want to be known in your community? What is like, what is the legacy that you're leaving? Like all of these things to help kind of pinpoint what it is that vision is for people who have a really hard time coming up with it. And, you know, and that's super helpful. Like, I don't want to discount that. I think it is so, so, so helpful to have that plan. And, you know, the, what I, what I say all the time, I love about a a strategic plan is your, once you have that vision and mission, that's like kind of concrete, doesn't really change too much. And really what changes every two to three years is that strategy is your objectives, is your tactics, because hopefully your business is evolving, right? Um, technology is evolving. So your strategy is going to change. How you're yeah. going to get there is going to change and it should change. If you set a, a strategic plan 10 years ago and you haven't changed it, you that's a useless piece of paper. Absolutely useless. It yeah. means nothing, right? Um, so I love that part of it. And then really getting into that mission service is, okay, well, am I doing this with integrity? Ultimately is what I say. Am I doing this how I, how I want to do it? Is this, is this how I'm going to be known for Um and there's this really, really good quote or uh, sorry, clip. Um, I don't know if you guys seen it. I've used it in my presentation before. I think I did it all with Haley Bieber. And she's talking about how she will get on Instagram and she'll read this comment that'll say like, just very vulgar, like you're this and you're a whore and all this stuff. And she's like, who's this person? And she'll click on their, on their profile and will be like, you know, mom of four, God, elementary school woman. teacher. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, what? Like, what is this? Like this person, it just doesn't match. And that is, and that is what happens so much. And we have all experienced that, like where we say as a company, like, I believe in this, I want to do this, but everything we do in our actions makes people think, who are these people? Like they don't care about me. They're not great, you know, communicators and whatnot. And it's this disconnect that we have that, and it automatically people stop like stop trusting us. They lose trust. Your employees do, your clients do. And it puts you in a state of like, where I think we were like, who are we? Like, who are you? Because what you're doing and what you're saying is not the same thing. 
And I think it's that's probably one of the reasons why I put it off because I do think I do a good job of aligning the things I say and what we actually do. So it, I don't feel the disconnect. I think like you had mentioned in that moment, you were like, oh God, we have to work on this because we have mm-hmm. to figure this out. But until like the pain of it is you know, seeing the benefits from it definitely makes sense. But I think it's prioritizing it because like mission vision statement is like deep work. And there isn't, there's so, I'm training a brand new account manager and just trying to get her, like it's like week two and trying to get her to manage her inbox because she's a little more old school. And one of those people where like, she'll just have 7,000 emails in her inbox and not like file thing and folder things. And I was like, girl, you have never seen the flow of email that you will at this job. (laughs) Because like wedding vendors, they don't want to talk on the phone. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. Like I get your phone person. I get it, but they don't want to talk on the phone. So like you got to create the new systems. And so... Yeah, it's making time and finding time to sit down and do deep work, which is why we knew this was a great topic for slow season, because it's a good way to kind of, you know, prioritize mm-hmm. this back to the top of the list. For sure. Yeah. And I think that what is really hard, and I think this is really based on personalities too, but I um, I really struggle with if I'm like my actions, me saying one thing, my actions not matching it. Um, and I think most people, it kind of puts them into this really uneasy place, but a lot of times you don't actually realize it. And even though I said, we were like, okay, we're so lost. I don't know where are, we know what we're doing. It wasn't until we created that mission statement. And then the next day we said, okay, what have we spent the most time on in the past year? Like what has consumed our money? What has consumed our time? And we listed it out and not a single one of it had to do with our mission statement. Oh, and that's like, painful. Painful. It's, and it, it is. And it makes you feel like a failure. You're like, I have failed everything, right? And I think that's the other part of it is to recognize that what this does is it's not meant to make you feel like a failure. It's literally a tool to course correct. And so we were able to take it and say, okay, well, we need to correct this. Like we, if we say hospitality is our, like our, our jam is what we want to do, then that's what we need to be spending money on. Like, and that's what we need to spend time on, right? It doesn't need to just be a thought and like, oh, this is a nice thought. This is what I would love to do. Yeah. Right. But then never actually do anything with it. Um, it was really convicting. But it, like I say all the time, it's it's a course corrector. It just gets you right back on course because everyone's gonna get off, right? You're gonna yeah. take a detour and be like, how did I get here? I'm like, well, just get back on the road, get back to your path that you're supposed to be on. So how do you guide people on like where to start? I know we talked through the aspirations a little bit, but you had done a little bit of an exercise Mm -hmm. at that conference that I would love. I mean, I know we don't have the time to stop in between and work on it, but just the steps themselves were so immensely helpful. You know, where do people even begin? Yeah, great question. So we like to think about like five categories, like what's your product that you give, what's your service? How, like, what are you giving your clients essentially? Um, what is your team? Um, what is your strength? So it makes you unique. And then who is your ideal client? And you're basically going to think of a bunch of adjectives to answer all those questions. Um, we call this a brain dump. We, we do it as a group. Um, we put a big piece of paper on the table and we just write all the words down, everything that comes to your mind, like everything that comes to your mind, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Um, and I like to give people only like less than 10 minutes because any more than you just start like thinking of random shit that doesn't make any sense. So right. normally your first words are like the right words. Um, and then you 
then you call your list to pick out the words that you that you connected to that you loved like oh yeah that's us this is exactly who I want my client to be this is exactly like you know our service this is our strength this is what makes you unique we kind of highlight circle those words and say this is this is who we are these are the adjectives of who we are as a team and a company and a business and whatnot and then um, we just take time to write sentences using those words. I know that that's the hardest part to be truthful. It is the hardest, hardest, hardest thing, especially if you're not like a words person, which I'm actually yeah. not a wordsmith. I get really stuck. Um, so if you are someone that struggles with that, take it in some bites and some doses. If you're like, you can bang it out, then, just, you know, write your the sentences. And I say, just write one statement that includes one or two of those words about your business, right? So like, for example, um, one of our words is like an event at the Bradford is a uniquely tailored experience because we're unique and we believe in ta- like tailoring experiences. That was one of the word, one of the sentences that we had started with. And you, then you pick your favorite sentences and then kind of add them together, like mush them together, reword some things, and then you kind of come up with your mission statement. That sounds very overwhelming. I realize I just talked for like thirty seconds about how to do that. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I think it's, I think it gives a good plan of like places to start that it's coming up with words, you know, really looking at the words you've come up with to describe all of those four things and then saying, you know, uh, how do we turn those into longer things? I do have a random curiosity question because I'm I'm playing with chat GPT a lot Uh nowadays. Have you in (laughs) any way tried to like, chat gpt this yet yes just out of curiosity i have and i will say that chat gpt is actually a shortcut to getting you started it cannot be your final product because it sounds like a robot yeah i mean but i think i could take the words that i want to try to get i'm with you i get stuck on the sentences that's exactly where we got stuck when we ran it through yeah so it reminds me of english homework to be honest with you i know yeah yeah when you would be when you when you'd be given like this is what it reminds me of and I liked doing it in school, which was weird. It reminds me of when you were given a vocabulary list and then they said, use it in a sentence, but make mm-hmm. it make sense. Like use it properly. Like that's what it reminds me of. And then take all those sentences and put them together and do a paragraph. Put them together and make them into a statement instead of just random sentence. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and I think you remember too, as a mission statement, it's only two or three sentences. It's not anything, you know, yeah. like huge. But yeah, chat, GB, chat GPT is a wonderful tool to get that started um, and then for you to kind of take it and then you'll tweak it. You know, you'll maybe add a word here, you'll change it up a little bit, but I think it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to use um, this very interesting and slightly scary piece of technology. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying and I love it for all those reasons because it's it's scary. I think just sometimes it's like you get stuck and mm-hmm. being able to use that tool, I won't lie because Abby doesn't listen to this podcast, but I, one of my interns needed a letter recommendation. So mm-hmm. I went to Chad GPT and I was I wrote all my favorite things about her and it wrote it 500 times better. Oh, I wow. put it into a doc, signed it, sent it to her. She cried. And I was like, oh, I didn't even write that. I was like, I feel so bad. I mean, it was all my thoughts, but... But yeah, it's gonna no. be the one episode Abby listens to. Sorry, Abs. I love you so much, Chat GPT. I mean, it was it was what was great about you. I just yeah, I put in all the things I liked about you, and it just put it into a, a form for me. Yeah, right. I really only use it for the eat the frog type projects that I'm mm-hmm. like that would have sat on my to do list forever because I just wouldn't have prioritized it. Even though she's important to me, it just would have been I don't wordsmith well. So I do think when it comes to this, so mission statements only a few sentences. What does the vision statement look like? 
So that one is super unique to how you are. So our vision statement is actually broken down into um, like uh, bullet points. Like these are our aspirations that we have. Like we have an overarching, like, you know, our vision for our company is to be as like, like I said, like a local support of our community and, you know, the four different things. And then it goes into a little bit more detail for it. I don't think there's a right or like a wrong way to write a vision statement. It's just whatever, whatever you feel like your vision is for your company. And I think it's fine to start with. These are the aspirations that I have. Like, these are my four aspirations. Like, you said, my company. The, you said those would be your tactics, your strategies, what legacy you want to leave. Yeah. So vision is like the legacy you want to leave, how you want to be perceived by the, by the community. Like the questions I ask in the, in the strategic workbook too, are things like, um, if you could do anything, would this be it? Right. Um, what is it that you, how do you want people to feel when they interact with your company? Like, what is it that you want to, like, what's an achievement that you are trying to reach? Right. And so it kind of just helps organize those thoughts. And once you read your answers, you can, you see themes over and over and over again. Like you see words that you used over and over again. And you're like, oh, well, this is kind of where, what I, this is really reaching into the depths of your brain. Cause I think it's hard to just pull something out. Like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? You know, like it's hard to figure that out. So asking these questions, which a lot of us can answer to some degree, help us recognize, okay, well, this is what I'm like, aspiring to be what my, what I'm trying to achieve. Vanessa, you're going to be ready to work on this. I have an, you can't, you guys can't see, but I have an entire page of notes. <laughs> I know you're, do, you're doing good. I'm putting you're it on the good. work away. Okay. So we make our mission and vision statement uh-huh. where do something like core values fit into that? Cause I have a friend who owns a business and core values seem to be her like, her biggest that I see over and over again. And so I'm just like, where does that fit into something like this? Yeah. So I think that your core values to me are very much in line with what your vision and your mission statement is. I think it's totally fine to say my core values are this. It's something that we actually have in our office. Like these are our core values, um, which is uh, uh, being inclusive, being hospitable, um, being warm, uh, welcoming, and being authentic. Those are our core values of who we are as a company. Um, but really what it does is it, again, it helps craft that message, but then we actually, what we do, that's our company core values. We have each team within our company. So we have our sales team, we have our marketing team. Um, we have our event, like event staff, like who does the events, they have different core values because they have to, right? So like my event, um, staff core value is very much about flexibility. It's about warmth. It's about calmness, like being calm, um, Mm -hmm. being, uh, quick on your feet, all that stuff. Right. Where my salesperson is very much about being a professional product knowledge. Like they have to know what they're selling because if they promise a client something and the event staff is like, what the fuck did you just say to that person? Right. Like, and there's all that stuff. Right. So they're what, what they value is different within each team. Right. And so then they create their own core values and, that, and that's where they create their service statement. Like this is how we are servicing our clients is, um, you know, with, and I can give you an example if you want an example. Would that sure. be helpful? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. We, we love those. Okay. So this is for the Bradford. So our mission statement for the Bradford is 
The Bradford is intentionally designed to embrace the countryside of Europe while embodying the serenity of home. It is a place where effortless elegance meets approachable luxury. An event at the Bradford is not just a day or a single moment. It is a uniquely tailored experience. Where our service statement for our event team is we are a team that believes in hospitality and connection. We are steadfast in our belief that all are welcome and worthy of being celebrated. We are a community that believes in supporting one another and being our authentic selves while striving to create an effortless, seamless experience for our guests. Got it. Yeah, so it's definitely similar and has some overlap, but a little bit different. Right. And you can kind of see how the mission statement really focuses on the business side of things. Like, who are we as a business? Um, And it does bring in some like buzz, some buzzwords about, I I believe it tells people that we want to celebrate them no matter who they are, because it's unique, tailored, whatever. And we want everything to be an experience or very experiential. It's very important to us. But then the service statement talks a lot about who we are as people, like how are we going to service you? And that's, that's a hard part. And that's a lot of the, the base of our industry and hospitality and hospitality industry is how are we serving these people? Right. And where, how, like, not just how are we doing it, but why are we doing it? Right. We're doing it because this is what we believe in. Um, And so I think that um, helps get down to more that those core values come in a lot more into play during that service statement, I think more than anything else. I really, I love that. I think that it's really fascinating to think of things from a different angle of just not just the words mission, vision, and thinking about service statements and, you know, core values and how to kind of tie it all together and wrap it up with a bow. Yeah. So I would say if you're starting out and you're like, oh my gosh, you just told me to make three statements. That seems overwhelming. (laughs) No, I would say first step is to create that, that, those four aspirations, right? Figure out where it is that you want to go. But then that is number one. And then I actually would say skip to your service statement because I think that really makes you feel really warm and fuzzy and that makes you feel good about yourself saying like, this is how I want to serve people. And this is the action items that people see. This is where you start holding yourself accountable. And when we started creating the service statement, I was like, well, I love that you believe this, but do you actually do this? Like, is this actually what, how our clients feel? So it is, we have a very big culture of accountability that no matter if it was a good wedding, an okay wedding or a great wedding, we're asking for a feedback, no matter what. Yeah. Because I, I want to know if that's, if that service statement still rings true, right? And then from there, I think you can kind of build out what that mission is based on, okay, this is my goal for my business. This is my values that I have. And you can kind of build out that, that mission kind of statement of sorts. So I know we're talking about mission and vision statement, but I really yeah. feel like the the core of our of our industry, which is all about service, is really nailing down how are you serving your clients truly. And then I think everything else kind of falls into place after that. We got a lot of homework to do. Oh God, we have freaking homework. Well, if you've never listened to an episode before, we wrap up every episode. We call it, we give you some swag. Vanessa and I pull our top three favorite items of things to share and action items. But before we do that, Dana, where can people learn more about you, how you can help them and buy this amazing course that you just talked about? Because I would just like to go purchase the workbook yeah. already. <laughs> I was like, I, it was a subtle slip in, but we'll take it because resources, I think, you know, limit the overwhelm when it's more mm-hmm. of a guided process. 
Sure, 100%. Yeah, so um, you can find us on the gram. All our companies are on there. So um, our planning companies at CND Events, our luxury planning companies at Anthem.house, uh, Bradford's at Bradford NC, but our consulting company is at Hustle and Gather, and that really ties everything together. Um, you can go to hustleandgather.com. Um, there should be, there's a course listed out there, and there's lots of things we do. We have a bunch of mini courses on, we actually have one on how to write a mission statement, although I feel like I kind of gave away the product right now. So <laughs> if you just listen to the podcast and you know, you, you basically, you're I'm good. a jail and free product, um, <laughs> which is great. Yes. Um, but it breaks down like our, cause our biggest thing is about company culture. And this is the start of company culture. This is how yeah. you have great company culture is by making sure everyone's values are aligned and that you're all on the same page. Um, but yeah, you can find everything you need there and obviously reach out if you have any questions. I am an open book. I will put all of those in the show notes so people can easily find it. Link and do all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Directly to those workbooks. Yeah. Yeah. Give us all the goods. (laughs) All right. You ready for our swag? The three action items? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Oh, you might have more than me, but I'll go first. Um, So we're going to end up with four. We never do three on interview episodes ever. We try, but (laughs) But it doesn't. We might have the same one. We might. We might. Um, I love the concept of starting with a service statement. I feel like... We do a really good job of taking care of people, but looking for opportunities there. And like when you said it's what people see and feel, and you can be a little bit more accountable from a service standpoint. So I really, I have never even heard of a service statement in, I mean, I read the things, I just don't take the action. So, but I've never heard of that before. So I would like to learn more about that and start there. All right. For the mission statement, I wrote down the strategies to write down your five things. It's going to be your products or services, your team your strengths, your unique placement, and your ideal client. Take those adjectives to describe all of the above, write some sentences out like you did in English class, and pick your favorite ones and make it flow into a paragraph. I like that. And then um, for those of you who listen weekly, it is my year of not doing things that waste time, take energy and don't do. So I wrote down, I loved when you said sitting down and looking at the single things that you spent or the things you spent the most time on and the most money on. And do they align with what the mission and vision and where you want to go is? Because I think I did that at the end of last year and realized that I was not aligned with a lot of the things that it wasn't. I did things because I'm a little addicted to opportunity when it comes. And I'm like, I don't want to say no, because then someone else will do it. But (laughs) they didn't really align fully. So I think that if you haven't done that, there's a great slow season thing to do to say, where am I spending my time and my money? Yeah, I wrote that down too. What, What has consumed your time and money? Mm-hmm. And then the last one is the vision statement part to break it down into four aspirations, your strategies, tactics, legacy. How do you want people to perceive you and within your community? And how do you want people to feel when they are interacting with your business? You can make that into easy bullet points. So those are Ooh, my... We have a lot of homework, Dana. We have a lot of homework. <laughs> let's go get, let's go buy some workbooks. Oh I'm my so God. sorry about that. <laughs> no, I, no, I'll take... Why I mean, are I, you sorry? This is no, why we had you. I was like, this <laughs> is the whole point. I mean, it's, it's slow season or mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, an alignment time for your business or whatever that looks like. I think... You know, this is something that it's great to do if you have a co-owner or a partner or if you've got leads and management within your team or, 
you know, sometimes we're a bunch of sad little solopreneurs and it's okay to get your friends together and work on this together because what I found is you start talking about it is like, oh, you know what? I value that too. It's not that we're copying off of each other, but it mm-hmm. sometimes helps, like you mentioned, when you brainstorm. 100%. I think, I think also when you're bringing your friends into it, like your colleagues and such, it helps you vet what they perceive as your business, how they perceive your interactions. Mm-hmm. So I think it helps you build those different statements as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at your reviews too. Take a look mm-hmm. at what people are saying in your reviews and see yeah. if you want to change it or if you're like, yeah, this is what I, this is why I hoped people would do. Yeah. And I think from the people that it, like myself that are in business for years and we haven't done this, it's nice to sit down and do it because our business has evolved so much from when we first started. Mm-hmm. So all of the things that we originally thought we were going to be doing and seeing where we're moving and where we are now, it's going to, it's going to be different. So it's nice to sit down and look at this and move, see what direction we're moving into. 100%. All right. Time to wrap it up. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh. Follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend who has as much homework to do as you do. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Next month, we're talking about education for your wedding business. We are going to be sharing our favorite experts, conferences, and platforms to help you level up. Now go make epic shit happen.